Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled Take Every Opportunity to Tell People About the Persecution by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in Japan. The article was published on the Minghui website on June 24, 2023. While studying for a master's degree at the University of Tokyo, I was able to talk to several of my colleagues about Falun Dafa. I told them about the Chinese Communist Party's persecution and asked them to sign a petition to bring former CCP leader Jiang Zemin to justice. All but one of my classmates signed the petition. He had said that he didn't want to sign anything because he did not care about politics, even though I stressed that this was about human rights and would not have any negative impact. I felt he did not really understand the issue at hand. I looked inward and found that although I sent forth righteous thoughts, I did it as a formality and did not do it well. I also found that I had not been considerate. My colleague was busy writing his master's thesis and was under a lot of pressure. I asked him if I could speak with him again later, and perhaps out of courtesy, he said yes. A few months later, this classmate graduated with his master's degree and entered the Ph.D. program. I didn't have any negative thoughts toward him, and I gave him a graduation gift. At that point, I entered the Ph.D. program as well and was very busy myself. I didn't intentionally look for an opportunity to clarify the facts with him again. It wasn't until about two years later, just as International Human Rights Day was approaching, that our paths crossed again. A seminar about organ harvesting was being held in Tokyo, and another practitioner had asked me to hand out flyers near the venue a few days in advance. It was a weekday, and I was busy with research in my second year of doctoral studies, but I went anyway, knowing how important it was. I met another practitioner who was already handing out flyers near the venue. Moments later, a police officer came by and asked if I had a permit. I thought the other practitioner must have it, but he said that no application had been applied for. The officer said we weren't allowed to hand out flyers at this place, and I panicked and asked the other practitioner what we should do. He said it would be all right we could move to another place where a permit wasn't required. We had to take a tram to another location, and on the tram I started to resent the coordinator of the project. I almost called him to complain that he hadn't thought about getting a permit. Now I had been accosted by the police, had to pay for the tram, and was wasting time that could have been spent on my studies. However, I did realize I shouldn't be resentful, as my purpose that day was to hand out information, and all I needed to do was use the day effectively. There was a lot of foot traffic at the new location, and we quickly handed out many flyers. I thought that I had passed this Xinjing test. I then headed home to get my materials for the large group FA study that was happening that evening. When I entered the office, I saw that my belongings were scattered all over my desk, although I had arranged them neatly before I left. What had happened? A colleague told me that some furniture had needed to be rearranged, and in the process, someone accidentally knocked my laptop and monitor into the floor. That someone was the classmate who had not signed my petition. He had written me a letter of apology and put it on my desk before he had left. 
The first thing I thought of was Master's Fa in Lecture 4 of Juan Falun. Quote, This is because when a conflict occurs, it will take place unexpectedly. But that is not a coincidence. It is for improving your Xinxing. As long as you treat yourself as a practitioner, you can handle it properly. Unquote. I knew that this was a greater Xinxing test. The laptop had all my research data and the computer programs that I had written over the years. I took a deep breath, kept my composure, and told my colleague not to worry. The metal case of the laptop and monitor did not look damaged, so I asked again if they had really fallen to the floor. He said that they had, so I steadied my heart and told myself that everything was going to be fine. I turned the laptop on and checked it first because it was the school's property, and it turned out that it was fine, and I was very relieved. I pulled out the chair and saw that two books had fallen into it, and to my surprise, my single-lens reflex camera had fallen on the floor and apparently landed on the viewfinder. This camera was pretty sophisticated and fragile, so I was a little worried, but I turned it on and it was okay. I felt quite relieved and left for the FA study in peace. I came back to the school fairly late at night after the FA study, and the classmate who had dropped my belongings was in the office and apologized as soon as he saw me. The fact that he had handwritten a note to apologize instead of just sending an email showed his sincerity. I smiled and said repeatedly that it was fine and not to worry, and he was pretty relieved. It occurred to me that I should clarify the facts about Falun Dafa and the persecution again, but on second thought I wondered, is that really a good idea? Even if he signs my petition now, I wonder if he'd do it because he understood the truth or out of guilt. So I decided to wait a bit longer. I felt that my Xinxing had improved quite a bit after this incident. My computer had fallen to the floor, reminding me that I had not backed up my research materials for a long time. The two books were signed copies, which I had intended to keep for my book collection, but both books had damaged corners from the fall and their value was greatly diminished. This helped me let go of the attachment to collecting these books, and I decided to donate them to the school library. If I had known in advance that we did not have a permit to distribute those flyers, I probably wouldn't have gone to hand them out. Then I would not have used my valuable research time. I would not have been accosted by the police. I would not have spent more time and money on the tram, and the valuables on my desk would not have been damaged. But I didn't resent the practitioner who asked me to distribute information. Instead, I was grateful to him because many people had taken flyers and understood the truth. Other people got to see how practitioners handled conflicts, and I had improved my Xinxing. That classmate passed his doctoral dissertation and was ready to graduate, no longer under any great mental stress, so I thought it was good timing. I clarified the facts with him again. This time he listened carefully and signed the petition. When he graduated, I gave him a gold-leaf Shenyun bookmark and recommended that he go see the show sometime. He seemed appreciative. I was very happy for him and felt that sometimes truth clarification takes patience, given how long it took to lay the groundwork in this particular case. Thank you, Master, for your intricate arrangements. Shenyun performed in Kyoto this year. When I bought my ticket, I found a Shenyun flyer in the envelope in addition to the ticket and map, and I thought, 
I already have some flyers. Isn't this a waste of materials? Then I realized that the practitioners filling those envelopes did not know this, and even if they did know, they were just doing their job as directed. There were two Shenyan shows that day, and I went to the noon show. I was originally planning to do some sightseeing in Kyoto before returning to Tokyo, but I changed my mind at the bus station and decided to send forth righteous thoughts outside the theater. I ended up reading the Fa and sending forth righteous thoughts for an extended period of time that afternoon, and even into the evening. I left the theater and took the bus to Shinkansen train station. I was going to get something to eat as soon as I got my train ticket. I noticed a Western family was trying to buy tickets at the vending machine next to me, so I asked if they needed any help. One of them said no, so I went on to buy my ticket. Halfway through that process, that same person turned and asked, Hey, could you please help me buy some tickets? It was a family of three, and the wife wanted to buy first-class seats, but the machine was not showing that as an option, probably because it was too close to the departure time. I suggested that she buy regular seats, but she started over again and tried to buy first-class seats. During this time, ticket sales for the second-to-last train were closed, and the husband was getting impatient. I was a little anxious, but I reminded myself that I had been in even tighter situations before and immediately calmed down. The wife said that I should buy my own ticket first, so I quickly bought my own ticket and came back to help her. The wife still could not buy the first-class seats, so I once again suggested that she buy regular tickets, given that the time window for purchasing tickets for the last train was almost closed. The wife bought the regular tickets and thanked me. I wanted to clarify the truth to them, but I had to get my bag from a locker that was on another floor, so I ran up and got it. I didn't have time to eat and ran straight to catch the last train. I had planned to listen to Master's lecture on the train, but it occurred to me that if I didn't take the opportunity to clarify the truth to that family, there might not be another chance. I didn't have any flyers in English, but I looked it up on my phone and found a picture of the English language flyer. I ate something simple and sent righteous thoughts for a few minutes. I searched three different carriages and finally found the family. The wife was playing with the child, and the husband was asleep. I said, Can I talk to you for a few minutes? I have something very important to share with you. The wife recognized me and said, Of course. I showed her the image of the English language flyer on my phone, and she wrote down the words, Falundafa flyer. I told her the basic facts about Falundafa and the forced organ harvesting that was happening in China. The wife and the child expressed their support for our efforts, and I showed her the NCCP website with the web form she could sign. She wrote down the URL and said that she'd read it. The wife and child were interested in Falun Dafa, so I briefly told them about my cultivation experience and how I benefited physically and mentally and received my doctorate from the most prestigious university in Japan. The wife wanted to learn more about Falun Dafa, so I showed her the falundafa.org website in English and she wrote down the URL. I learned that they lived in London, so I found their local practice site on the internet. The wife said she would contact the coordinator when she returned. I said, please tell your husband what we had talked about when he wakes up, and she said, of course, I will. She said that her husband had come to Japan for a musical performance. I immediately thought of my extra Shenyun flyer and gave it to the wife. I told her about Shenyun and showed her the performance schedule for London. She and her child were delighted and wanted to see Shenyun. 
Before I left, I told them to remember the most important thing. Falun Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. I was so happy that I'd seized the opportunity to clarify the facts to that family. Through these experiences, I learned that I need to look for the opportunity to clarify the truth and need to be patient. I also learned that I need to cultivate my own Xinxing because only when I cultivate myself well can my truth clarification be effective. The following is an experience sharing article entitled Finding Support Among the Masses by a Falun Dafa practitioner in Spain. The article was published on the Mingwei website on July 7, 2023. Whenever I talk about Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, and the ongoing persecution of this cultivation practice that is happening in China, there is pain and joy and moments that have touched me. I wish to share three experiences that touched my heart. Part 1. A Hug of Support When I attended my first Falun Dafa Truth Clarification Activity, I met two young women from Great Britain. One of them had worked as an English teacher in China and was happy to see a Chinese face. She and her companion listened to me tell them about the ongoing persecution of Falun Gong in China. When I spoke about the harvesting of vital organs from living Falun Gong practitioners, one of the women suddenly hugged me and said tearfully, Oh no, that's so evil. Don't be afraid. We support you, Falun Gong practitioners. No one will hurt you here. Her companion also looked upset and said the Chinese Communist Party's CCP persecution of Falun Gong practitioners must be stopped. That was the first time someone i just met had ever hugged and encouraged me, and I, too, was moved to tears. Everybody present was touched. Part 2. Signing a Petition to Support Dafa I was moved once again at another truth clarification event. I felt the difference between this event and the earlier ones from the very beginning. The crowd was bigger than usual, and people had come in groups. Almost everyone spoke or understood English, and most of them quickly understood the facts we told them and signed the petition to bring an end to the persecution. I was soon overwhelmed by the sheer number of people that stopped to talk. A gentleman saw that I was really busy, so he went to sign the petition without speaking to me. After he signed, he faced me and put the palms of his hands together to show his respect. Three East Indian boys who understood the facts about Falun Dafa signed the petition. They offered to help explain the truth about Dafa to their compatriots who were passing by and asked them to sign our petition. After reading the flyer, a gentleman said, Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is definitely important. The persecution is definitely wrong. What can I do to help? I started to talk to one lady, but before I could finish my sentence, she said, Yes, I'll sign. I must sign. 
I hope you can collect enough signatures soon to stop this evil persecution. I handed a gentleman who signed the petition a bookmark. I suggested that he recite the phrases, Valendafa is good, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good, often. He said, not only should I recite them, everyone in the whole world should recite them. As I watched people sign the petition, one by one, I was moved again and again. A heavy rainstorm hit the area, and the event was shut down. Looking at the pouring rain, it occurred to me that the three East Indians who wanted to learn the five Falandafa exercises were passengers from a cruise ship and were here to sightsee. Tears came to my eyes because I was moved by Master Lee's immense compassion. It was our great benevolent master who guided them to come here and listen to the truth just before the rain, even though they were on vacation. Part 3. Restaurant Employee Helps Collect Signatures On another occasion, I arrived early at a Falandafa event. Not many people were there yet so I went to a restaurant across the street. I gave a booklet to the two staff members at the front desk, talked about Falandafa and the persecution in China, and asked them to come over and sign our petition at the table as I'd forgotten to bring the sheet with me. They said they would. Later on, when I greeted a man and offered him a Falandafa brochure, he smiled, pointed at the restaurant, and then at the table with the petition. It turned out he worked at the restaurant and had come over to sign the petition. As more and more people passed by, the man started handing out menus at the restaurant. He and I were handing out our respective materials to the same people or groups of people, one after the other. I noticed he often looked in my direction and shook his head when people did not accept my brochure or did not want to sign the petition. Speaking in Spanish and using hand gestures, he said that after handing people the brochure, I should first direct them to look at the Falandafa exercise demonstration banner and then say, Falandafa is good, in Spanish. After that, I should point to the banner about the CCP using Falandafa practitioners for live organ harvesting. He taught me to say, persecution and Please sign a petition in Spanish while pointing at the petition table. He also taught me simple Spanish phrases and had me repeat them several times to make sure I could say them. He seemed quite anxious when people did not understand the facts about Falandafa or didn't sign the petition. I did as he suggested and it worked. However, some people still wanted to leave as soon as they took a brochure and were not willing to listen or sign the petition. The man would talk about the persecution to those people in Spanish and encourage them to sign the petition. Most of them did go to the petition table and sign. Few practitioners were there that day, and I was swamped at times, talking with people and asking them to sign the petition. At such times, the man would step in, talk to people, and ask them to sign. Every time I heard him say, please sign the petition to stop the persecution, I couldn't help but give him a thumbs up 
and he gave me one back. When the crowd thinned out later, he asked the restaurant employees to come in groups to sign the petition. That evening, I learned from the coordinator that although fewer practitioners attended the event, more people signed the petition than ever before. The coordinator told me that the man who'd helped at our event that day was from Morocco, and he told the coordinator that he had learned from past experience that the more good deeds he did, the more good things would happen to him. He said he really agreed with the principles truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and detested the CCP for persecuting good people. Whenever I think of these experiences, my heart is filled with happiness, and I am moved by people's kindness and their support and participation in DAFA practitioners' truth clarification and signature collection activities. The coordinator exclaimed, Those people are so wonderful. Yes, they are, especially those who understand the goodness of fallen DAFA. Their lives have become even more beautiful because of Master's infinite compassion for all sentient beings. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.